You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 658, recorded on July 25th, 2019. Brought to you, as always, by our good friends over at CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and now Motoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's at Motoring.com. Is everybody ready? Yes, sir. Yep. Beautiful. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona with a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. Got the boys with me here tonight. Uh, Chad's here from Detroit Tuned. He's looking at houses, so you're going to hear random sounds from him on occasion, which is totally okay because he's looking for a house. Chad, say hello. Hello. We're going to be hearing more from Chad a little bit later. He, he's he been hosting like the fanciest cars in Detroit at Detroit Tune. They've been doing tunings on Rolls Royces and Bentleys. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Chad, yeah. Todd's with us, too. Todd, say hi. I, I am here. Also. Yeah, motoringstripes.com, as always. Don't forget. You know, and I see this all the time, and I'm always seeing these posts on these stupid Facebook groups that you guys have invited me to. And and I only call them stupid, and it's not because a group is stupid. It's because Facebook is stupid. So I know I'm I'm putting stupid in the wrong spot, but you guys know where I'm coming from, right? Okay. And every time it's like, oh, who do, who do you guys get? For, who do you use for stripes? And why can't you guys just say motoring, motoring stripes, motoring badges? Just say that. Why can't <laughs> not, you just do because, that? Because they'd rather buy crappy quality stuff from one of those other places that really, and, and I, I get this all the time. People will come in and they're like, oh, yeah, I bought these stripes online. Can you install them? And I go, well, let me see them first, right? And yeah. they give me or whatever. And I'm like, all right, here's how much it's going to cost you. They're like, okay, great. I mean, and tell you the truth, it's it's no skin off my nose, but there's no guarantees, right? And it's it's crappy material. Like, right. you know, other places are using intermediate, the lowest quality material they can. That's right. why it's cheap. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm not going to sell cheap material. Right, my stuff is more expensive because I've only used the best materials. You know? Right, right. Like you can go to McDonald's and you can get a hamburger, or you can go to a really nice restaurant and get a good steak. What are you going to, I mean, <laughs> is it really a hamburger though? You can yeah. go to McDonald's and get a quarter pounder or you can go to In-N-Out and get a cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's that too. There you go. So, and, and to, most sign shops will install graphics. So the whole, well, he's not near me thing. No, that's crap. You come up, you get with Todd, you figure out what the hell you want on your car. He does it, sends it out to you and you take it to a sign shop and those guys will install it and they do good work. It's just putting it's putting it on. They don't know how to do that stuff. Done. Quit saying, uh, I found the site on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had somebody bring me a set of stuff they got off of eBay. Oh, it, dude. It, it, it came in and they, they scheduled an install. And I'm like, okay. So I, I open the box and, and pull the stripes out of there. And, you know, there's should be application tape on top of the stripes that pulls it off the backing, right? Right. So I go to pull this, you know, up put it on just comes completely off the vinyl <laughs> and i'm like um i can't help you <laughs> look all that extra I, money you saved him that time todd oh my gosh it was just anyway that's one of the things i keep seeing on facebook is yeah. the whole graphics question and honestly help me out here guys i know you guys see him too just say todd just say motoring badges just put a link to motoringbadges.com. will you just do that let's Let's do that for all of us and for our fellow sure mini I'm, owner. I'm, I'm sure, um, Chad, you get this too. You probably get, you know, 10 to 1 people asking questions who don't buy anything. 
Oh, yeah. It, it oh, takes yeah. a lot of time out of your out of your day and out of your week and 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 everything too. When people are yeah, like, we we still help them, but yeah, I mean, there is a lot of you know. I'll answer questions, but somehow I've been I'm, I've been in business twenty six years. I have this sense, <laughs> you know, somebody asks a question, you I know. know by the question they're asking or uh-huh. how they're asking it that they're seriously never going to buy anything from me. Right. And I'll quickly answer the question or whatever, not going into so much detail because those are the ones it, it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. They're like, Oh, I'm going to buy it on Amazon or I'm going to buy it, buy it from Alibaba, whatever, you know, some Chinese company that's ripping. I'm going every- to go to Hobby Lobby. I'm just going to buy sheets of vinyl and, 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 and some, and, and some, uh, and some <laughs> markers and I'm just going to oh. do it myself. Well, see the, the interesting thing about printer. you know the interesting thing about my uh, phone calls. You know, they they ask me a question, and I kind of know where they're going with this because they didn't really ask it right. I was like, okay, what are you really trying to do? Right? You, know, <laughs> you asked. Why did you screw round- up? And you want to? <laughs> you asked this roundabout question, but you didn't really answer a answer a you know ask an actual question to me. So I'm like, okay, what are you really trying to do? And then I will answer your question, and that's the uh, the interesting part. They're like, "Well, I'm trying to do this." I'm like, "Okay, stop right now before you you break your arm off. Stop you know? before you hurt yourself." Well, we had a guy yesterday. He was talking about a belt, and I was like, "Okay, you have the possibility of getting your fingers caught between the belt and the idler pulley. Make sure your fingers are on the outside of the belt, in case the tool slips off." And another customer had walked in. He's like, "You know, it's always an interesting conversation when you're telling somebody not to get their fingers caught in there." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> those are my days. That's what I do. That's what I get paid for." That's awesome, dude. Those are great stories. Nobody died. We need to make. So. We just need to. You know, what we just need to do, Chad. We just need to put a microphone. In the oh, shop, just record all of my and shows just record, for record all, record everything that you, all the calls that come into the shop. It would be funny because then, then I'd have to be like, this call may be monitored for quality assurance <laughs> or training purposes. No, this call will be monitored for entertainment purposes. Just, just so you know, this call is going on the internet. Yeah, there'll be a lot of instances of of Marza going. Get away from me, or I'll have you killed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we get a lot of people that sometimes will, you know, they're like, well, we need to talk to the tech. I was like, okay, you need to go through me first, and then maybe if they're not working on a car, you might be able to talk to them. But, you know, <laughs> let, let me field this question first, you know. So. Oh, good time. So, yeah, we're going to talk. Chad's going to talk more about uh, what's going on at the shop, um, motoringstripes.com. Duh. Uh, I had to do some roof repairs on my roadster. We're going to talk about that, uh, I think. Um, we're going to talk about the electric mini. We're going to talk about some JD Power stuff. And we're going to do all that here. Just a minute. I want to remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Let's start with our friends, our good buddy, our pal, Aaron, over at Outmotoring, outmotoring.com. You guys know who they are, they've been around forever. OG sponsor of White Roof Radio Motoring File, right? You guys know this is the place you go. It's event season. It's, you know, summer's almost over. You probably need a restock on your car wash stuff because you've been washing your mini like five times a week, getting ready for the next cars and coffee event. And you're just going to go over to Outmotoring to get more stuff. You need to do an oil change? You're going to go to Outmotoring. You're going to buy all the stuff for your oil change at Outmotoring. You need um, stuff for yourself, your hats, your shoes, your things, your mini logoed stuff. Outmotoring.com has got you covered. Duh. 
just go over there and do it. Make sure you enter your email address for the newsletter. He he barely sends one out. He'll he'll go like in spurts. If you guys have probably noticed this, right, Chad, right, Todd? That Aaron sends out like a he'll send like an email newsletter a week, but then you won't see one for like a month. And then you'll see like one, and then you won't see one again for a month. And then, you know, and it's just kind of a really strange cadence. So you're not going to get spammed by Aaron. Not like, you know, Amazon, who you're already getting like 15 emails a day from Amazon. Aaron sends you like an email a month. Put in your email address. It's worth 5% discount code for you every month. Really, really handy. Don't forget, too, that when you shop at outmotoring.com, you get points so you can earn cash as you shop. Aaron's always going to make sure you buy stuff for your Mini, not the wrong car, the right Mini, the one that you actually drive. Uh, He will support your Mini Club. All you have to do is ask. Really nice guy about that. Uh, Free shipping on most orders over like $195 and 100% happiness guarantee. All that and more over at OutMotoringOutMotoring.com. Go over there and check it out. Don't forget to, uh, an ever-growing selection of Aston Martin parts. You know, if you need it. That, of course, is our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and brake dust problems. Ooh, no, look at this. New Griots products. That's where we go. Mini performance, speed, and Griots car care products. It's Outmotoring.com. <clears throat> There's news music here, I think. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Should totally insert like Barry White into that. This one. That always makes me drive really fast. That one Barry White tune. Okay, so are we gonna do JD Power first, or let's do Mini first, so we can end on a high note? So let's do Electric Mini first. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the Electric Mini. Let's talk about the Electric Mini. That Gabe. So Gabe posted about this over at Motoring File. I'll link it up in the show notes. But essentially, it was Auto Express ran an a quote-unquote exclusive story uh, about the mini, band, mini brand becoming all-electric by the year 2030. Todd, go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. Just like I did, what was it, two or three years ago. Let, let's let's Not, turn back the clock to August of 2017. And, and Todd, before, let's, I want everybody to remember that this is Auto Express. And yeah. Auto Whatever. Express is... Uh, a lot of it is kind of junk. So let's just keep that in mind. It's Auto Express. It says Gabe agrees with it. Well, because um, Gabe usually does because, well, it's not that much crap. Anyway, go. But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn back the clock here to August of 2017 mm-hmm. when the uh, the concept, the Mini E concept hit, you know, globally. Mm-hmm. And so basically we've gone from 2017 when the concept came out, which pretty much looks, exa- you know, almost exactly like what the Mini E that's been released is going to look like, right? Right. So we've got two full years ago, they come out, and people were saying two years ago, they're like, oh, within five years, everything's going to be all electric anyway. People are only going to be buying electric cars. That was two years ago. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening. It, not, not in the next three years. Nope. That ain't happening. And nope. I keep, I keep running across articles like every day every week of people uh you know talking about hey i tried to buy an i you know get an electric car and here's my experience and and one i don't know if it was jalopnik or someplace else the guy you know wrote hey i bought an electric car he ended up getting a chevy bolt okay and talks about all the instances of 
here's the biggest problem is he doesn't have a charger at his house oh. so he has to charge it all on the road and everything like that which is almost impossible to you've got to plan your life around around, where you, around charging your car because here's here's my my Yikes. thing about the electrification of american car market yeah. is that there's still not enough of an infrastructure because <clears throat> you know you go to places like i mean you, you drive around at the grocery store you're like oh yeah look there's a, there's plugins for electric cars but in a, in a grocery store lot with say 200 300 parking spaces there's what six electric car plugins yeah <laughs> You right. tell me that within that within, you know, five to ten years, those are all going to be electrified, or it's going to be nope. You're on your own. Yeah. Charge it. Charge it your damn self. We're not going to be doing this anymore. Yeah, I don't know no, because everybody's got that. And and I mean, I mean, it's not really a problem now for the number of electric cars, and at least in the big cities in Phoenix, it would be considered a big city, um, as would Kansas, as would Detroit, obviously L.A. New York, the whole West Coast is electrified for cars. Like, I know people that live in the Bay Area and they drive a Tesla to Phoenix for Christmas. It took them three days, but they drove a Tesla to Phoenix for Christmas, right? Um, so, yeah, uh, but I'm with you on that. That's the infrastructure can, but, thing. But, but, but the problem is, 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 think about this now. Think about how easy uh, gasoline is to, to get. Yes. If you go, I need gas, you can probably think at the top of your head, half a dozen places that you can go within just a couple of minutes mm -hmm. or wherever you are whether mm -hmm. you're at home or at work or whatever right yes. you're like okay there's there's at least a half a dozen places i can go to get you don't even have to think about it. it's ubiquitous i don't have to use an app to get no, to get to fuel for my car you just have to drive about two minutes and you're gonna pass a, a yes. fuel station right yes it's, it's right it's ubiquitous the yes. problem is electricity is not okay right so not only is it not ubiquitous, it is, you know, the, the car's battery doesn't let you go as far. Right. All right. Let's say you, we fill up our minis and DB what? Your roadster, you can go 300, 350 miles. Uh, on yeah, I'm going like 350. About uh, every other week I'm getting fuel. Right, right. right. So let's say 300. Let's say just conservatively 300 miles on a Sure, because it's all traffic. So, yeah, 300 miles probably, right? Right. So you do that. Well, we're, the Mini E, we're we're talking about 120 to 140 somewhere around there, right? Which is which is it shouldn't be a big deal for most people. Most people uh, can drive for for most people. That's still going to be putting fuel, quote unquote, but fuel in the car three times a week. Well, but that's optimum conditions, okay? Yeah, yeah, so it is. The middle of summertime, and you're in Phoenix, and you got to be running the air conditioning on full blast oh, because. Yeah. You'll melt and die. Yes, um, it'll turn into a pool well, of DB in the yep. bottom of the car. <laughs> Not to mention, here. you've got the heat coming up from the road, which is affecting the batteries. So yeah. your range of 120 miles is effectively, I would say, probably cut in half in Phoenix yeah. in the but, summertime. But then you go to Kansas City or Detroit in the winter, and same thing. And it's same thing, but in reverse, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It's I don't it's, know, dude. I think we're a long way from it, and and the funny thing is, is this all ties together with the story of BMW. The the head of BMW stepped down, Harold Kruger, um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, just a couple of months ago because you know the board of directors was like, "Hey, you're not electrifying this company fast enough." Right. And his attitude was where I am. It's a little more conservative. Going, we there's I, there's a stepping stone before we get the full electric, you know, electrification. Yep. I think there's got to be a stepping stone for two reasons. And let me spell this out here. Okay. And one is the the combination of hybrid vehicles make a lot more sense right now because from a manufacturing standpoint, they can be built at the same the factories that exist. Correct. Okay. 
they're already building internal combustion engine cars. Yes. And they can just slightly retool these existing factories to build hybrid cars that you can still put fuel in. You you aren't totally reliant on electricity and charging the batteries and right. things like that. And you can get really good mileage out of uh, out of a hybrid vehicle. I mean, you can get 50 to 100 miles a gallon if you're correct. Okay? Yes. Out of a hybrid. So I think there's going to be a bigger transition period to the full electrification. I think it's coming. I think it needs to come. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm environmental about this also, and I think it needs to. Uh, but I think realistically, there's just no push for it right now, and it's too expensive. Okay? Yes. The, the batteries, if you want a car that can get two, 300 miles on a, on a charge... You're gonna spend fifty grand or more. Yeah, that's what a, the Teslas are running about fifty grand. You can buy one used, of course. Blah blah blah. But new car, fifty thousand dollars. Right, right. So you have you know a couple of problems there, and also to build fully electric cars, they pretty much have to make completely new factories. Right. It's completely different manufacturing process, and they either have to shut down, completely retool. We're no longer making combustion engines in this factory anymore. Everything and spending huge tons of money. Right to do this as car companies, and a lot of a lot of car companies are kind of shifting to it. Mm-hmm. But so on the on the front end of manufacturing, it just doesn't make a lot of sense right now because I don't think the consumer demand is there. They're going to be like, oh look, we're going to have all these electric cars, and they're going to be really effing expensive, mm-hmm. and nobody's going <laughs> to nobody's going to buy them. Well, that and the convenience still isn't there. You know, you'd mentioned already how you can like off the top of your head, you probably know about a half dozen places you can go get gas for your car. Right, and you can't do that with electricity because you, you have, first of all you got to find a place to get it, and then you just can't sit there for ten minutes and have a full supply of fuel to power your car in ten minutes. Well, and everybody here on the show, raise your hand if it's ever happened to you where you're like, "Oh, I'm in a big hurry. I have an appointment. I have to be somewhere. Oh right. crap, I'm out of gas." Right? I'm just gonna get like three or four bucks and I'll be good to go. And right. then I can go. And now, you know, there's like, okay, on the way I can stop. We'll be good. Okay. Right. Well, right. that's not a possibility in the electric world. No, because the the time you're you're you've got a whole new factor involved here. Even if you had some place to charge, it's going to take you time. It's yep. going to take you probably twenty to forty five minutes to charge it enough. And using the Tesla example again, because I know people that have Teslas and they've told me the stories, is you get to a tar- charging station when you're on the road, and there's a really good chance you're going to have to wait. Right. Yeah, because there's so my, many uh, of those cars. Yeah, one of my customers just got one, and one of his friends, who's also a friend of ours, was like, "Man, he doesn't have a charging port in his house, and all this. Ooh. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna have to charge it. You know, on a 110, it takes four days." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, well, you know, pump the brakes there. I'm sure he kind of thought about this a little bit, and you know, he's like, <laughs> you know, so we talked to him. He's like, yeah, I don't have one of those super fast chargers that does it in 20 minutes, but I do have a 210 line in you know, or you know, 220 line. Sorry." in my garage and it charges it pretty quick and I keep up with things and I've done some road trips and you just, you have to plan around those type of things. But, you know, I definitely don't see that like, you know, Oh crap, I screwed up and you know, here, bring me a gallon of electricity so I can put this in the car real quick and get home. There is going to be that uh, weird safety factor. And, and this is maybe, you know, if the electric car market is listening right now, there's some type of, (laughs) 
a very audible warning that you can't, you know, turn off and, you know, maybe your dash, you know, glows pink or something, you know, so that you, uh, it's like, oh, I'm getting low. I need to charge my batteries. You know, I need to go straight home right. or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Todd. That there is going to be this segment of people that can do it, but there's a huge segment of people that will never be able to afford an electric car. Yeah. In their lifetime. Well, I used, didn't... used. Because that, the... Uh, not even used. No. Dude, Nissan Leaf can be had for less than ten grand all day long. Used. Yeah, but Prius there too, are but people that buy $800 cars oh, over and over and over yeah. every year, and they buy four $800 cars <laughs> a year right. just to keep going. Right. Now, again, to you, me, $10,000 you know, used vehicle is, is not a big deal, but I would say... Maybe twenty five percent of the country still goes on those eight hundred dollar cars because they've got no credit, they've got no right. way of even doing this thing, or you know that car sits there for weeks on end because it, they don't have money to put gas in it even. So right, there are that needs to catch up. Yeah, well, I, there's that's yeah. I, there's so many factors I think, and retraining the American buying public to rethink about one how to drive your car planning and we're just we're just not there yet okay i don't even think 10 years we're going to be there and i said this you know when the when the concept came out and everybody goes oh within five years it will be completely electrified you know it's supposed to be by 2022 right listen we're two and a half years away from that that ain't gonna happen they missed that mark <laughs> missed it completely <laughs> Missed it completely, and now they're like, oh, 2030. That just seems like so far in the future. No, it's not. Ten years <laughs> is not that long, and it's ten years just... Is, ten years isn't that far in the future. 2030, however, is still a long way away. Well. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's 11. only 11 years. 11? I know, but it just sounds, it sounds, like, it's, it just sounds like it's further away because it's 2030. Right. 2030 sounds like the future. Right. Well, right. by then we are going to be in flying cars, and we'll all have helicopters, exactly. right? I mean, it's going to be the Jetsons, so. man. Twenty thirty, we'll all have jetpacks, and yeah. Let's think about this. What were we doing ten years ago? Ten years ago was what two thousand nine. Yeah, and well, we were... I had a horse. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happened in two thousand nine. The Clubman was introduced. Yes, the, the first Clubman was introduced. Yes, in it was two thousand nine. And and we look back to that, and it's like, oh my gosh! I mean. So much has happened in 10 years, but so little at the same time. So little right. progress. Is- so little progress. So but at the same time, anyway, like a crap load. So I, I'm but excited think about like how technology has worked so far. Like our little tiny advancements from like uh, the size of our phones and stuff. I mean, yeah, we've gone from, you know, nines to tens in a lot of phones but like the advancements of those phones have been minute yeah but, but Chad, uh, imagine how far away we were again you know 10 years ago on phones here's the other problem too is that yeah an iphone 10 is great but it's a thousand bucks dude no it's a ton of money it's a thousand bucks for a cell phone okay and is it any better than a nine or an eight which i don't think they made or a seven which i know they made and yeah. I think that's why Apple's got – they're having sales issues because of that because there are people walking around with you know two, three-year-old iPhones going, this is completely fine. It's all I need. Exactly. I don't, I don't need the fastest. I don't need the best camera. I don't need all that. So it's it's fine. My so- mom is just upgrading this weekend from an iPhone, what, 5, sweetie? 
Five S. Five S. She yeah. just got the, and the only reason she's upgrading is because she broke the screen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think now that's, she's going to an eight. And no. I think the car, the car industry is is in the exact same situation right now. Because right now, uh, people are keeping their cars longer than ever. It just keeps going up. I mean, I think the average amount of time people yeah. cars now is something like seven to nine years. Somewhere, oh, yeah. somewhere yeah. in that range there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's completely believable. I mean, I had a customer a couple of weeks ago uh, call me and say, hey, I want you to wrap my shop truck. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me what it is so I can, you know, just like kind of do a layout for you and everything. He's like, it's a... It's a uh, 1999 Ford yeah. F-150. Yeah. I'm like, dude, your car is 20 years old, and you're still driving it. And um, it just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Just to yeah, see. but it'll look completely brand new as soon as you wrap it. Yeah, yeah. Well, look. Yeah, so- I'm still driving a 2005 GMC Savannah. Yeah. And yeah. it's got 100 plus thousand miles on it, but it runs perfect. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I know you, because you somebody mentioned two thousand nine. There's a couple of things that actually happened in two thousand nine. You guys might care about Kickstarter service was started in two thousand nine. Michael mm-hmm. Jackson died in two thousand nine. Analog TV signal began to be phased out. Yeah. So, and after more yeah, than five years in Michael beta, Jackson. Gmail was formally released to the public in oh two thousand nine. Gmail's only been around for ten years. Gmail, no, Gmail's been around for um, ten, fifteen years, dude. Yeah, longer than that, but the like, but yeah, pub- public version, yeah, fifteen years. Anyway, so I mean, a lot of things have happened since two thousand. Yeah, but I think in the car Bing, industry, Bing started what, in two thousand. Has there been really that much changing other than like some of the in-car tech? In-car tech, that's really about it. Well, some of the outside stuff and the whole every car made has to have a big, huge, gaping maw. Right? Yeah, I think we. Speaking of in-car tech, I'm going to segue and we'll move on to another topic here. Is something that's been going around um, this past week that people are just mercilessly making fun of BMW for. Again. Is that, yeah, again, is once again, is that BMW now is charging $80 a year uh, for the privilege of using CarPlay in your your new $80,000, $100,000 BMW 7 Series. You're going to get charged $80. It's $80. It's $300 one time. Or eighty dollars a year, and yeah. this this is not new. I think people are bitching about it now because these BMW is finally starting to charge because this right. is something that was actually announced like eighteen months ago. Yeah, and I I was actually told by somebody at Mini that Mini's going to do the same thing, and I'm yeah, like, no, that's just I believe it when I see it because I got uh, my car's a 2019, and they said, oh no, they're going to start charging for every you know 2019 model year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, 2019 with CarPlay. And they said, just wait until your first year is up. You'll probably get a bill. Like, it'll stop working. And right. I'm like, no. Is that really? And, and so this is a person who should know. This is a, somebody from Mini who should know. Okay. And I can't find any information anywhere. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. I, I don't believe it. Okay. That that's well, going to happen. Let's just, we'll just see in a year's time if you get a bill for CarPlay. But anyway, I think it's the most ridiculous thing. It's like a... It's a cash grab, a money grab, because you can buy, like, I think every Hyundai, like, every model comes every with. Every car comes with, every car now just about yeah, comes with Yeah, I was going to say Ford has got their own little system, but it's all yeah. free, and it's like... Volkswagen, Volkswagen, I, every Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah every Volkswagen and is free. Apple, Apple does, Apple does charge the manufacturers for that, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a couple of dollars. Right? It's ridiculous. like six bucks an install or something for licensing fees. 
Now, let me say this also. If BMW gave you something, some sort of experience that you weren't getting in other cars for that $80 a year, and you can go, you know what? I'm getting something that the guys over at Hyundai aren't getting or the guys at Volkswagen aren't getting in their cars. Right. I, I could see paying 80 bucks a year for but it. But they're not. It's Apple but Play. It's CarPlay. I've had it in, in my Mini for seven months now. Um, right here at the end of July is going to be seven months. Mm-hmm. And I use it every day, and right. and I like it. I have my complaints about it, and I hope they address some of those with the next iOS update. Right. Because they say there's a bunch of changes coming to CarPlay. Right. But uh, I got to tell you, I could live without it. Yeah. <laughs> if it got to the point where Mini said, you're going to have to start paying for this, I'd go, ah, screw it. Yeah. I'll go back to listening to just USB just use, audio. Just use Bluetooth or USB audio, right? Yeah. 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 Either one of those. Crazy. I just don't. I don't see it. And and BMW is just getting. If if anybody out in Wire Radio Land, if you guys are rocking CarPlay on any of your vehicles by chance, and it doesn't matter if it's a BMW, Volkswagen, Mini, whoever, and you've seen a bill for CarPlay, we would be very interested in hearing about that. Leave a note in the show notes, please. Yeah, it's funny because when I first got my car, it didn't work. CarPlay was not enabled. Okay. And it said right on the sticker, you know, comes mm-hmm. with. You know, uh, CarPlay compatibility, blah blah blah, all this. Right. And I'd go, basically jump around the dealer and basically fixed it myself. Was you go into the system and tell the system to update. Right. And um, it's like you know the settings, blah blah blah, like update the system, and it re kind of reboots and updates or whatever, and then it it's turned on. So yeah. I don't know what it was or what they didn't do when my car, you know, got prepped and everything. But it didn't work right out of the box, and I had to go through. And I think that would be frustrating to some people. I didn't complain, and hey, I did not ding my JD Power survey. You like, you like that I like, segue? I like that segue, though, brother. So <laughs> JD Power, new JD Power thing, and we're just we're waiting for Mini to start capitalizing on this because it's actually public and anywhere you search for JD Power results. But as it turns out, uh, according to JD Power, everybody the- who this is the appeal study, and basically it's... Everybody the, loves their Mini. Yeah, how well do you like your car? Yeah. And the, and the headlines everywhere this week are these are the top 20 cars that make people the happiest. Two of them are Minis. The hardtop, mm-hmm. best in its class. The Countryman, best in its class. The hardtop class is uh, sporty compact, and the Countryman is small SUV. They both rank top customer choice of these cars make me the happiest now. By that I'm saying the appeal study is performance, execution, and layout. Yeah. Okay. And I can tell you exactly what this is because I took the survey. I took the first survey, the initial quality, which Mini was also at the top of its class. Yeah. By the way, so this is two, two wins, really kind of three JD Power wins. Yeah. Mini Com- compact, sporty car, Mini Cooper. Yeah. This is for 2019. This is for 2019. Small SUV, Mini Countryman. Yes. Yeah, so it's been at the top of its class in initial quality, and now this is after six months. They send you another survey right. that asks all these questions, and I only took it about a little more than a month ago. Did they give it, you a dollar? Um, they did the first time. The second time it was a follow-up because wow. basically you take the, you get the dollar in the envelope for the first survey after you you know buy the car, the initial, mm-hmm. you get like 30 days later or something like that. You take the survey, and then in there, you check a box that says, yes, you can contact me about this or, you know, for further information. And when you do that, that puts you in the pool for 
we'll give you the next survey after six months. Right. Okay. okay. So you have to kind of opt in to want to take another survey. Right. And so I, I did, of course. And uh, I, I gave Mini the, the highest marks possible because I'll say my 2019 is the best built Mini I've ever I've ever owned. Right. Uh, I haven't had any problems with it, save that, you know, my CarPlay didn't work when it when they first delivered it. But I don't blame Mini for that. I kind of blame the, you know, the prep or the dealer just forgot to go, oh, reset. You right. Know, something like that. Yeah, but something anyway, minor. But anyway, it's for performance. It's like how well do you like the car, the way the car performs, the way it handles, the way everything's laid out. Is are the menus easy to navigate? You know, or can you find the air conditioning controls? Yeah, all of these things. Um, which I'm a little biased because I had a 2016 and everything's pretty much in the same place. So I've I've had the car for three years. But um, yeah, hey, Mini's number one in in both of those classes, and if if we don't see that in advertising. Uh, soon, everywhere. Mm -hmm. I, I really think Mini needs to get rid of whoever's doing their communications. You know, and and if they if there's some reason they can't capitalize on this, like with the Consumer Reports, like they can't claim Consumer Reports because it's a not-for-profit organization. But it's not true with JD Power because I tell you, I turn on the TV and I see, you know, Chevrolet is like nine straight years JD yeah. Power best car, blah blah blah. Right? <laughs> hey, Mini. Throw some of that annual ad dollars towards, you know, blasting blasting the fact that JD yeah. Power loves Mini. Yeah, and they need to really kind of get some of their ads away from like, oh, it's the exploring car, you know, something that's really centered around something other than just being the hipster ad. Oh, you I'm know? so tired of the hipster ads too, and they're still out there. Well, you know oh. what? I, I, I see the, the, the tide starting to turn. DVD, I'm sure you follow many on, on Twitter also. Yep. In the corporate, there was a fun uh, post from yesterday or day before. And it was, they've got a new line of uh, kind of retro vintage type stuff. And one of the items in the line is a new skateboard, a new mini skateboard. And mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. And the Twitter post, I think, from this week was, you oh, can... Oh, yeah, it's totally... I'm looking at that right now. One HP human power in uh -huh. there um, in our new collection and then click to go to the new and, and their stuff is getting more cheeky and fun now yeah. but that's the kind of thing that they got away from that I think has really killed the momentum and I've been pounding this home and when I read these articles everywhere about have you guys seen any articles this week about how Minnie's dead in the US? No like, I, yeah I saw one somewhere um, I've seen this week but yeah, i just kind of went whatever i've seen three this week people are going mini's dead in the u.s you know put a fork in him nobody's buying small cars anymore it's not so much that mini's a horrible car is that they're just saying because nobody's buying small cars anymore mini's dead in the u.s what well, i don't buy that because um you know another thing so so we've got this jd power survey that comes out they're number one initial quality number one in you know Six months, hey, performance, you know, design, layout, all of these things. People love these cars. And uh, they're still buying them, but they're just not buying them in the kind of quantities that they were, you know, right. before. Right. Nobody, so, wants a, nobody wants a small car, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and I think it's really hard. And the people who are saying that, that Mini's dead, it's tough because – even the the head of, of BMW said they have big plans, and I think Gabe wrote an article this week that was something to the effect that 
Mini's not giving up on the U.S. Um, they've got plans for more SUVs and to update the hardtop. So this is the first we'd ever heard because la- even last time we did a show a couple weeks ago, Gabe was saying mm-hmm. he's had anything beyond this current generation of minis. Right. Like nobody was talking. And this was the first public statement I think we got from from BMW directly about they, they still have plans that, no, we're not going to let the U.S. go. And I really think if mini hangs on, they'll have they just need to bring back the the SUV backlash campaign from 2003. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, who wants a big freaking SUV anymore? Get a yeah. fun car. You might right. as well just enjoy life. Um, I just, I, I don't know. We'll see. We yeah. will see. Oh, well. Uh, well. As long as they stop making the, the hip strats, I'd be pretty happy about that. Uh, the, the whole, let's just take pictures of people's backs with the over-processed uh, Instagram filters. I'm really over that whole campaign, the whole style of those advertising advertisements. Just um, over like- it. that skateboard thing was kind of dope, though. So I'm linking that up in the show notes if you guys missed it on Twitter. I thought that was cool, but don't you think that the, the we call it the the hipster ad campaign? Don't you think it's it's uh, a case of a brand going? This is who we want our customers to be. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not really who our customers are. Yeah. So, dear many, those people don't have money for our car. <laughs> They'd rather spend it on Uber. Just saying. Anyway, we don't need to beat up on many. I, uh, those no, ads, no, I'm no. just tired of them. But there's like yeah. a there's actually there's a whole bunch of new stuff over at the um, the lifestyle shop. I guess they've completely redone yes. this. I haven't looked at this in a very long time. Yeah, uh, they got actually some cool stuff finally. There's again. actually some kind of some cool stuff yeah. going on over here. So you should go look at that. And anyway, we go look at that stuff. We don't care. We don't get any money from Mini, but that skateboard's dope. That skateboard, I had that skateboard when I was a child. Mm-hmm. But it was wood, and it had loose ball bearing wheels, and they were clear urethane wheels. Right? We all had that skateboard when we were kids. I'm not going to buy one now. <laughs> no, I'll right. Yep, man. I'd <laughs> actually like to see Todd on a skateboard again, please. Break a hip. I'll break a hip, man. To the end of the Patreon people, uh, we will tape it. Oh, Todd on a skateboard. No. No. Because I don't want Todd to break a hip either. Well, his wife has some cool wrist uh, braces that he could borrow, yeah. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh, yeah oh goodness feeling old db this is gonna make you feel old man this is a complete segue that some people will appreciate uh did, did you ever watch sanford and son growing up a little bit yeah i mean you you were aware of the show oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, the yeah. big one and red fox you know like, oh yeah hey dummy go get me a pack of cigarettes <laughs> you know <laughs> right? so dude that all... was spot on by the way perfect we all remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Red Fox, man. I mean, come on. On from like 72 to 76. Yeah. In 73, in 1973, when Red Fox won his first Golden Globe for playing Fred Sanford. Right. In Sanford's son. He was, and I need a drum roll, please. Sure. 51 years old. <laughs> that time. Wow. I know. I heard that. I, I heard DB's jaw drop there. Yep. The wow. man was 51 years old when he was playing... Uh, Fred Sanford. I had, no, I, I had no idea. Insert crickets here. Oh, does that just like freak you out a little bit? A little bit. Because that's <laughs> yeah. how old I am now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. All right. Well, you damn kids get off my lawn. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, really quick. Uh, we talked about that. talked about that. So 
We discussed last time we met that I had to repair the top on my Roadster. I think. We talked on that briefly. The glass had become delaminated from the top and the rear window. And as it turns out, this is like an epidemic of epidemic proportions right now within the Mini Cooper Roadster community. Uh, our good friend Vanwall had the exact same problem happen on his roadster in exactly the same way. The glass completely delaminated from the top and it stayed connected to a strip at the, uh, at the very top. Uh, and he luckily had an upholstery shop that was able to help him out. So I ended up having to do this myself. If you happen to have a mini Cooper with a cloth top and you don't have the, well, depending on who you see, let's just say uh, two to $8,000 to replace said top. You can get just the shell for like 1200 bucks as a shop in San Diego sells them all day long, but we'll talk about that later. If you don't have the kind of money you just want to fix it yourself, you can go to an upholstery shop. A lot of local upholstery shops will do this. Here in Phoenix, they don't like doing it clearly because they want $900. Our man Van Wall in San Diego found somebody to do it for him for 300 There was another guy on a post in Stupid Facebook that they had the same work done like over in Philly for 300 bucks. So if this happens to you, go to an upholstery shop and they might fix it. They're not going to give you any kind of a guarantee, but they might be able to fix it. If, however, you're a little bit more industrious and you're a little bit more DIY, a little bit more hands-on, you want to do this yourself, I've linked up a post over at DB Mini that actually will walk you through the entire process using everything that I did and doing things that I should have done, but I did not. And I am here to tell you now that I successfully reattached glass, glass to cloth on my 2013 Mini Cooper Roadster. It's holding up for like two weeks. Right? Yeah, yeah. With a hot glue gun? Essentially. Essentially. No, no, no. There's, there's some three. There's a 3M chemicals. Uh, quite. There's a couple of 3M chemicals that are required. Um, uh, really, that's all you need. Uh, the rest of it is just for show. Uh, you know, you need some blue tape. You need some suction cup clamps. Um, you, you need like a foam brush, some uh, gloves, nitro gloves, and some straight edge razors. Really done. Piece of cake. And you need so, these two so what videos. You're saying, though, is there was need, no duct tape used. No, the... no duct tape involved. No. And you need these two okay. videos. And I linked them up over at DB Mini. So these two videos are key because it's a Canadian who did this repair on a Mini Cooper in Mexico. And that's what that's what you know. It's like if this guy can do it in Mexico, and we do love Canadians. It sounds like a Salvador Dali painting. This crazy <laughs> Canadian was in Mexico. Dude, and he fixed. And he fixed top now he fixed his was a convertible, not a roaster. Shit from Amazon. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what he did. And I was like, going, if this dude can do it down in a third world country of Mexico. <laughs> I live in Phoenix. Phoenix is like the sixth largest city in the United States. I have to be able to handle this. You're like so, two blocks from Mexico, so you well, know. Well, uh, it's like two miles, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I did it. It's uh, holding up. I have to do a final waterproof test. Um, my first attempt, I wasn't. Car wash. I, I'm not going to do car wash first. I'll do hose. Um, my first attempt, I was not successful 100% waterproof because um, the corners kind of got me. So what I did is I took some of the window weld and I put it in the corners. And I've let it set and cure for the last week. So I'm going to test it this weekend. And, and uh, I'll be reporting back on the waterproofedness of the top. It's, it's atrocious. It really is. This is totally MacGyver. This is completely 100% half-assed. It really, truly is. But as I did not have money to replace the top, it works. So if you have... 
in the Roadster group because I'm in the Roadster group on stupid Facebook also. Yeah. Um, that says there's a place making a hard top for the Roadster. Yeah, and I clicked through on that. I don't know if you saw my comment on that on stupid Facebook, but I tried to click through and there was nothing there. So this this guy, I think he knows somebody who said, "Hey, I'll I'll make you a fiberglass top for your for your car." Right. I think it would look ridiculous. It would look ridiculous. And it wouldn't be yeah, right. I'm not really sure it, how they would make that work. You know, because the top would have to be down because you can't remove the top. So the fiberglass tops work on cars where the top's removable, like Austin Healy's, for example. Or uh, who else had that? There was a couple of them. S- but, Miata. S2000. Uh, Miata. Yeah, yeah, S2000 and Miatas. So those cars, yeah. the, the top was, was completely removable. And the Roadster and the Mini Cooper convertible, it's not. So it would be dumb. I don't know how you attach yeah. it, but there is a shop that that sells just the 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 the, the roof, not the not the mechanics, not the sh- not the frame, just cloth. the top, just the cloth and the window, um, for the roadster and the convertible, and it sells it for about twelve hundred bucks. I was gonna say, you think about it, it's just a big tent. That's it's a big. Right it's place. a big stitched up piece of canvas with a piece of glass in the back. Right. Right. So I don't know. I'm fearing it myself, but like I said, I. Our roadster lives inside most of the yeah, time. Yeah, yours so. is inside and it's covered. You know, me and Van Wolf, for example, we drive our cars um, outside. We leave them outside. We, you know, I don't know how many miles Van Wolf's got on his, but it's probably as close to mine. And, um, you know. But you're so close to the sun out there. And, and we're super close to the sun. He's in San Diego. I'm in Phoenix. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. If you want to know how to do it, and this will cover any car with a convertible top with the back windows delaminating from the from the top you know just go here and this is your instructions you just need these things some blue painters tape some 3m window weld some 3m primer and some suction cup clamps and it's not just minis like unless you think we're we're bagging on minis for this no 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 like every convertible uh out there has this issue eventually eventually um because the way they go audi all of them yeah i mean i'm surprised it lasted as long as it did because that's six years for me yeah, like I said, I kind of fear because uh, we're t- we both got 2013s. Our yeah. cars are about the same age. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's funny because the only time that I've ever experienced a back window coming out of a car, it was in a '73 Corvette, and that <laughs> was actually a Lexan that was stitched into the fabric. Wow, the stitching that was coming apart and all. Oh, I thought he was just back together. It was it was an Ozzy Osbourne incident for the for the hi fi. You know, <laughs> no, 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 not quite, not quite. Yep. <laughs> Sharon, my top has come off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. So Fox, you get Ozzy Osbourne tonight. You get it all on White Roof Radio. Wow. Yeah, this is this is the show that's on. This is this is the show. Oh jeez. Um anyway, so if you're looking for that, I've posted that over at TVmini.us. And finally, the only thing else I had tonight. Is we all like Instagram. Um, I'm in Instagram. I've, I've been taking to making funny. Even though it's owned by stupid Facebook. Even though actually Insta- it's Insta- called the the IG now. Just I know. Uh, whatever. Uh, I'm too old <laughs> to call it the IG. Um, yes, Instagram is owned by stupid Facebook, but yet I don't know. It feels less creepy because uh, it feels like I actually have some semblance of control. So I'm in Instagram quite a lot. And I know you guys are maybe in Instagram trying to figure out what the hell to do with Instagram. Why do you want it? You're going to load up Instagram. And you want to follow the hashtag. And I'm going to link this up over on White Refredo in the show notes. Is you want to follow the hashtag Love Mini. 
And that's going to be your new place to start for all the Mini Cooper enthusiasts in Instagram land because there is that's where you're going to find all the really great Mini Cooper pictures. It used to be the Mini Monday hashtag. Mini Monday hashtag essentially is dead. This is the new hashtag you want to follow. It's Love Mini, and you get a lot of just like some amazing classic pictures, uh, first gen, second gen, new ones. Here's a folding bike. There's a couple of Chihuahua pictures. I think Todd creeped in there. There's a crystal glass with a big old bourbon ice cube in there um uh, just it's really cool stuff it's really cool you should check it out i'll link it up in the show notes and just you know cruise past the chihuahua pictures but there's some great pictures like some f56s um the stance mini guys that's another good hashtag i think it's stance mini that's a great hashtag as well i'll link this one up for you guys too because this is where you're going to find all the, the turbo-boosted dudes. The slammed and channeled and tucked and rolled and all the say, things. You know, other than Southern California, I follow a lot of, uh, of minis and a lot of car people on Instagram, too. Yeah. Other than the, the stance guys, which are mostly California. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the club is... is uh, it's California-based, yeah. Uh, other than those guys, like the only other people like doing serious modifications... Like a lot, it's like a big culture is very much the Asian market mm-hmm. and the Russian market. <laughs> oh, the Russians are going crazy. Oh, I know. It's nuts, man. Yeah. Start, stuff. start doing hashtag surfing when you guys are on Instagram if you're trying to find out what's going on. That's what Todd and I do. I swear to God. And I'm, I don't even know how many hashtags I follow right now on Instagram, but it's not just mini related it's bicycles and beer and food and all kinds of things. Um, but there are some amazing photographs and really cool shit to be found. Well, if you Instagram. don't know what to look for, just look at the suggestions. First of all, like just start there. Yeah. Like what Instagram suggests for you, like hit the, hit the, the, uh, magnifying glass button yep. and then it'll give you some suggestions. Just click on a few of them and you just start down a rabbit trail. That's it. You know, and I'm looking at the Sans Mini hashtag right now, for example, and I'm seeing something that I'm pretty sure I would have never thought that I would like seeing, but it is a bagged GP2, and it looks badass. I'm not going to lie. It looks pretty cool. I'm I'm just saying it looks pretty cool. Second gen GP on bags. Yes, that's awesome, and I found it on Instagram. Anyway, that's that. Does anybody have anything else? I'm going to talk about Craven Speed. Anybody? Uh, go for it. Cool. I like Craven. I like Craven. Craven's awesome. They're another OG sponsor here underneath the white roof and of motoringfile.com. And we like Craven Speed because they make really cool stuff. They do. And you know what they make really cool stuff for? They make really cool stuff for damn near every car now, which is awesome. The thing I want to tell you guys about, I want to remind you guys about, and this is another question that I keep seeing a lot in my Instagram, in my stupid Facebook pages, is how are you guys dealing with your phone in your car? And everybody has their favorite thing, okay? But I want you to seriously go over, I want you to look at the Gemini phone mounts from CravenSpeed.com. For reals. These things are awesome. They, they're they custom made to fit in your mini. They're custom made to fit in whatever car you happen to buy one for. Um, it, it doesn't matter. They're, it's an amazing piece of kit. It attaches to your car. Uh, it holds your phone securely. Keeps your phone out of your hand. In your view. So you can just touch it. You don't have to hold it like an animal. And it, it's just a great piece. You can get the Gemini mount for Toyota's. Miatas, Fiat's, Chevy, um, Mini, obviously. There's a whole bunch of them. 
Just go over there and check it out. Here, look. Audi, Chevy, Dodge, Fiat, Ford, Land Rover, Mazda, Mini, Scion, Toyota. Why are you still holding your your phone while you drive your car? Stop it. Go over to Craven Speed. Get the Gemini mount. You can go over there. Pick your car. I know you guys have Mini Coopers, but you have a different car in the driveway also. Craven makes a lot of things for a lot of other cars. Go over there and check all that out. Of course, you Mini guys, you just want the cool stuff, right? You want the short shift kit? Check. You want the pulley? You R53 owners? I know they're still out. You guys are still out there. I saw somebody just bought an R53 uh, on one of the stupid Facebook pages this week, in fact. Um, really cool stuff. Craven Speed, no, Craven Speed makes all our stuff from scratch. It's all custom designed. It's all made out of uh, unobtainium, titanium, and gold. No, not really gold. But it's all done like really well, and it's just a small team of amazing people that make really cool shit for cars up in Portland, Oregon. We love these guys. You'll love them, too. I want you to go over there, check it all out. If you happen to place an order, make sure there's a comment form there. You put that you uh, thank them for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, being our friends over Cravenspeed, cravenspeed.com. You know what else is cool with Craven Speed? Chad knows what this is. Uh, is if you're going to see Chad and you want Craven Speed stuff installed on your car, you tell Chad to install Craven Speed stuff in your in your car, and he goes, "Okay, cool." And he orders cool stuff from Craven Speed. And he puts it in your car. That's we awesome. We don't even have to order. You, you guys have it in stock. See, if you're in Arizona, you got to go see Jerry. Jerry has to order it because he's not like you know Big Daddy like Chad, but he will do the same thing. You go see Way, you do the same thing. You go see the boys on the East Coast, they do the same thing. You don't have to call it Craven Direct. Just go to your guys. Say, hey, I want Craven Speed stuff on my car. They just go, boom, done. And Craven Speed thinks that's just as cool as buying it direct. So whatever you want. Anyway, just my reminder. Chad? So, yes. Chad, you are the proprietor, owner, operator, head mechanic. and well, I don't know about head and, mechanic. And, but, and, you know. and, uh, and, and chief uh, padre at Detroit Tuned, primarily started to service, repair, and tune Mini Cooper automobiles. Is this correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chad, this last, this last week, because I, I follow the Detroit Tuned on stupid <laughs> Facebook and on internet right. and on Instagram, and I'm seeing pictures from Detroit Tuned of Rolls Royces, Oh, yeah. Many different uh, years and styles and flavors and colors and Bentleys, Chad. And Bentleys, yeah. Ben, Chad, this hurts my head. These are cars well, that these are cars um, that don't get tuned typically. So what the f is going on at Detroit Tune? Do we have to know? Well, we we had a customer come to us who who is a previous mini owner and and uh-huh. friend of many of some of our customers. Okay, and he is part of the Detroit uh, Rolls Royce chapter, and they were having a big uh, to do this week, a whole big week long event uh, that they were going up that leads up to the Concourse d'Elegance at the St. James place here in Detroit. And it's been a long running show and it's part of the whole, um, concourse d'Elegance shows that go throughout the, the country. And I know there's a big one in LA. Um, there's a really nice one in Cincinnati. I've been to a couple times and, and the one in Detroit who by random chance, I have only been to once in my 44 years of being on this earth. So they needed a shop to, um, to facilitate some of their uh, their group 
chats and and things like that and so i was like yeah you know no problem we can we can figure some stuff out and you know they basically rented out the building Mm -hmm. for a a, a small fee not quite what our daily rate would normally be if we were working on cars but uh you know hey we kept one day pretty quiet because it was very busy and today we actually worked on one car while other things were going on and and i'd like to think that uh, maybe you know some of the work that uh, or things that they showed us within the yesterday uh will have rubbed off on the marzo and uh, he got to learn a few things and he he, he thought it was great because he I mean he got to pull every car in and out so i mean he nice. was in all types of early 50s uh bentley's and and rolls royces and and things like that and we actually had a, a 1950s uh 53 bentley on the dyno and it made a whopping 84 horsepower after uh, <laughs> run number two and then the owner was like you know what I think that's good. The car's smoking a little bit. We'll, we'll just let this uh, <laughs> let this go, you know. And it's it's surprising what you actually can buy a '53 Bentley for um, at thirteen thousand dollars. Wow! Really? And it's like heck at that really, price, you should it. buy like five. Yeah. So um, you know, it's it was a good running car. Um, they're all uh, pre lubricated from the uh, inside out, <laughs> so they never rust. And they, uh, you know, it was kind of a, a neat thing overall. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, we had two days of seminars yesterday, two days of seminars today. Uh, yesterday's was more of the older uh, crowd. Uh, today was much more of the newer crowd. Uh, we had some nice 90s and newer uh, Bentleys within the shop. Some really high-dollar cars. And they were all out-of-state things and, and some really neat people putting on some presentations. Cool. And, uh, you know, so that was that was today. And then uh, they'll have a show Saturday if you're uh, hearing anything, you know, overnight. Uh, they'll have a show Saturday. And then they'll do the big concourse, the Elegance. And some of these cars were actually from overseas, too. So that was wow. kind of cool that somebody shipped a car from you know england and stuff and we had several people from england here and they were uh, you know super impressed with the shop and everything going on so you know i'm always trying to do something completely different and you know while mini is our bread and butter and we help people all over the time you know right. it can get old after a while you know we need something fresh and something new and something you know different sure so i was some half a shop. half a million dollar Great, british uh, fancy cards Exactly. So, you know, we had uh, quite a bit of stuff going on and, uh, you know, something something different. It uh, kind of cool. breaks up our normal day. So. Again, that's Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com for all of your Rolls Royce and Bentley service needs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you guys at least get a service manual chat or anything like that by chance? No, no, we didn't get any service manuals, but we got lots of great pictures. I mean, obviously, we posted a ton of a ton of stuff. Um, there might be a uh, YouTube video coming uh, yet of the uh, fifty-three on the dyno. Nice. Um, it, it was kind of funny to watch uh, Mike uh, in the car. You know, he he it looked just like uh, Mike's fifty-four Chevy. Uh-huh. Um, they're very similar. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. They had within a couple of horsepower of each other, you know, the whole, uh, you know, I press the gas and maybe it thinks about going and it eventually gets there. Um, so, yes, I mean, they were within a couple of horsepower of the actual dyno numbers. I mean, I think Lindy was a little bit on the on the higher side because America, oh, but well, yeah. uh, it uh, was very similar. Well, okay. So, yeah, go follow Detroit Tuned on Instagram, follow Detroit Tuned at the stupid Facebook, and you can see all of the... It's Rolls Royce. It's just like this is a car that you'd expect to see James May get out of. 
right? And that's oh, yeah. what and, you and are working actually, on. That's really funny. It's funny Brown. because half the people kind of really did feel like James May. So <laughs> nice. Nice. Very cool, Chad. Very cool. Thanks for sharing. Of course, that's at TroyTune.com. You guys yeah. love Chad, too. He's been OG working on minis for a long time. If you're within five miles, five-hour five drive of the shop, you use them for everything else anyway. Go check it out. TroyTune to TroyTune.com, please. Beautiful. Oh. What's next? Anybody have anything else? We've gone longer than we initially anticipated going tonight. But oddly enough... I said as a Operation Normal... White Roof Radio Show. This was exactly what this was, an hour long, because the show needs to be an hour long. Oh, we'll do a short show. We'll do a 40-minute show. Yeah, Here you know what? And, and you know, and I've got friends in the podcast say, oh, your shows are too long. Said, And people say, how long should my show be? And if you're out there as and you're thinking about... As long as it needs to be. And if you're out there and if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I will tell you definitively right now the answer to how long should a podcast be, and the podcast will tell you how long it needs to be. That's it. Yeah, I agree. That the show will tell you minutes. this. This is an hour long show. This we cannot try, and it's an hour. We can try, and it's an hour. This is an hour long show. That's how long it takes, and it's just funny. It just cracks me up. Anyway, well, and the, uh, but I mean, what the hell do I know they, about podcasting? Hey, usually <laughs> the only thing we've only been doing it fifteen years, right? Fifteen years. Um, yeah, at least yeah. The uh, the only the only complaint we usually get from people like that is like, oh, we need to make longer shows. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> No, it's hard yeah. enough. It's hard enough for me getting these guys together twice a month anymore to do yeah. to do one show a week. Um, longer is not good. So yeah, I will say we've all been very busy this year. We do apologize to our our whole listening audience that has been like, you guys are just MIA. It, it's been a very year. I I've been as busy as I can be, and uh, yeah, bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, we we do. We we got we got some big bills to pay, but. Um, you know, hopefully you're listening to us on the way to Minis on the Mac this this uh, next week. So yes, oh, yeah. or you were at Minis in the Minis on the Mountains that just happened in yep. Salida. A lot of great mini events happening. I forgot Minis on the Mac is upcoming. So Chad, you'll be there. Yes, we will be there. All right, we'll be watching um, for stuff. I from believe that. we're gonna drive the race car up there. So nice. if you find a dinosaur, you know, we'll dig up the bones. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. Go break some records, guys. Anyway, that's it for that's it for this week. We're going to go ahead and call it a show. Um, as usual, thanks, everybody, for joining us and listening and doing all the things. Um, you already are listening, but if you are trying to subscribe, just search for White Roof Radio wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You will find White Roof Radio wherever you want to listen to podcasts. I don't care where it is. We are there just about. If you find some place and you want to listen to White Roof Radio on a specific app and you can't find it, let me know and I will fix that for you. Because you can already find White Roof Radio everywhere. Anyway, that's free, it. free of charge. Free of charge. It's, yeah, it's always free of charge. Unless and you listen to Black Roof, that's not free. If, if you have like one of the uh, devices, uh, just say yes. a Hawaii device, whatever device you have, yes. whether it's Ola Dingus, whether doesn't matter, uh, Alexa, Google, or or the Apple version of it, yes. just ask your uh, friendly personal digital assistant. Say, I want to listen to White Roof Radio and see what happens. Done and done. It's very cool stuff. I bet it, um, I bet or, it works. Or, or going to every Apple store and put us on iTunes. Yeah, well, that doesn't actually do anything anymore because iTunes is dead. But you'll find us on the radio.com app. You, you will literally find us everywhere. I make sure that if you guys have a spot to listen to White Roof Radio. I think we're even in Pandora. I have to double check. But if we're not, we'll be there very soon as well. So, I, And if you, if you think our shows are too long. I recommend Overcast as an app. <laughs> and listen at double speed. 
Right, listen at double speed. You know, there yeah. you go. You cut cut the show in half. Well, and also there's anyway. If you're on iOS, listen on Overcast. Anyway, we're done. We'll, we can do this kind of crap all night. <laughs> this is the part of the show, however, where I like to make that funny clicking sound, and then I say. Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead, click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Till next time, gang, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya.